0: The Utah Utes are set to take on the UCLA Bruins, but which Utes are in for a big game? Will Cam Rising have another outstanding effort? And on defense, who's it going to rise up to the occasion and be able to bring down DTR and slow down the Bruins offense? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes.
1: You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello, everyone. My name is JT Worcester, and thank you for making On Utes your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy has you guys covered. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. On today's show, we're going to be talking about which Utes are in for a big day on offense, defense, as well as any other phase. We think guys are just going to have a strong outing as the Utes return to Pasadena. And in order to help us do that, bringing back friend of the show, Fan Nation All Utes Editor, Cole Bagley. Cole, appreciate you joining us. And this one for Utah on offense, I think is going to be a big game. I really really do. I feel like this is the game we're going to see all of the offense come together. And like, it's important in mind to remember, like, this is a different UCLA team. I just feel like that we've seen in the past. I feel like the momentum they're riding high and coming in. And most importantly, they don't have to come to Rice Eccles. I think that's where things really went wrong for UCLA in the past. They had to deal with that crowd noise. I think DTR is coming off an outstanding game versus versus Washington where you look at some of those Heisman moments he had I think he's hungry to have a couple more of those against a team a really good team in the Utes this is one of the things that's going to be tough for the Utes the rest of the season is it's kind of been that way all season already as well it's one of the reasons they lost to Florida even though Florida's not a great team is teams get amped up to play this Utah team when you're defending Pac-12 champions as well as even this year you're a really good team you're still the 11th ranked team in the country the highest one loss team in the country for good reason as well as we saw what they did against Oregon State you're You're going to get teams best punch. And I don't expect that to change versus UCLA. So I do think the Bruins are going to come out fired up. And I think this one will be closer than it's been in the past, but looking at things from the offensive side of the ball, I just think Cam's in for a big game. How many times have we talked to Cam, and you can tell, like, some we talk about Utah fans are still excited about the Rose Bowl, just making it there, almost beating Ohio State. And Cam is just mad. He's still just like, no, we lost it. He still views that game as a failure. So he has an opportunity to get back in that stadium with, I think he said, a ton of family is going to be there. I believe his high school is only 90 minutes away or – something close like 80 close, miles Eighty miles. 80 miles. Yes. thank you cole yeah so not not far at all he's gonna have a ton of family in there i really think cam is gonna have a big game in this one getting it done with his legs as it was so great to see him especially he had a he had a touchdown run where he a little reminiscent to his one he had in the rose bowl as well where he broke a couple tackles down the sideline and then took it in where it did, just didn't look like he was going to be able to get in he's done that twice now i really felt like the last one was the in Pasadena, the Rose Bowl, and then most recently the one versus Oregon State. So I just really think Cam's in for a big game on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean when you look at the statistics, you know, UCLA is is allowing, you know, a lot more passing yards than they are rushing yards. Um, you know, yeah, two hundred
0: and ninety three you know, passing yards they're um are or excuse me, two hundred and thirty seven passing yards they're allowing to just eighty rushing yards.
1: Right, right, per game. So I think can you know that's obvious, like, Cam is, is going to get his yards. I think he's going to get a few touchdowns. Um, so I agree that Cam is probably going to have a big game, but for me, to, what is going to make the biggest difference is whether or not the run game, uh-huh. um, namely Tavion Thomas, um, is able to come out and, um, you know, have a big game, right? Like, uh, of course, if, if you're a football team and you're only allowing 80 yards per game on the ground, you're not going to lose a lot of football games. You know, if teams are not able to get, you know, even close to 200 yards, you're going to have a pretty, you know, easy time winning those games. And so, you know, for me, the the, the deciding factor is whether or not, you know, Utah's run game is, is going to pick it up and that's all relative. I mean, yeah, they, they struggled last game, but they, I, I believe that through the first five games, and I think uh, Josh Furlong actually tweeted this out earlier today. You know, he was looking at the statistics of, you know, Utah's rushing through the first five games of the last four seasons. This year is second amongst those last few seasons, you know, they, and they actually, I think they've actually scored the most touchdowns rushing wise over the last few seasons this year compared to any other season. And then yard, in terms of yards, it's second. I think over the last four or five seasons is what he did. So, you know, sure, they had a bad game last game, but, you know, even Whittingham said, Hey, you know, Oregon State's linebackers are all conference. And I'd have to agree with that the way that they were, you know, filling those gaps, and they were not allowing anything past their you know their territory of the field. Um, they're gonna, you know, it, it's tough, right? And, and and I even talked to Jalen Glover yesterday, and he said, I, I, and I asked, him, I said, what you know, you guys have kind of somewhat struggled with the last two games. What do you feel like the reason for that is? He's like, look at what Tavian did last year. Teams are scheming for that this year. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know to expect we're Utah. They know to expect a heavy rush game anyways. But secondly, when you have a guy that does what Tavion did last year, they're scheming for him. And so even if we, you know, I get in or Makai gets in or whatever, they are scheming and expecting a talented running back coming out of, the, you know, coming out of the backfield. So, you know, it's it's nothing to be alarmed about. I expect Utah to get, you know, back on track. And yes, Cam is going to have a big game, but the deciding factor for me is whether or not the running backs, you know, get on track. I think if they can get over two hundred yards, Utah's gonna win this football game.
0: Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And I do think the running backs are going to get on track in this one. I think a big reason why it's going to be the offensive line. I mean, coach Whittingham kind of called him out and said, Hey, we're not doing a good job getting to the second level in those zone blocking situations. And that's something you really see on film as well. Even just, I mean, usually coach Whittingham's the kind of guy as well. He made that comment, I believe aft in his post-game press conference. That's usually a comment you would expect a coach to make after he's watched the film on Monday. So it just shows you how glaring of an issue it was. He was able to notice it right after the game. So I really think that offensive line group is going to ch- take that challenge. This is a team that, the unit that's continuing to come together and really grow. And I think for them, especially, I think this was a huge jump in talent, like taking on Oregon state versus their past opponents in terms of defensive line talent. I think that was a big jump up. And I think this team, I don't know if they have as talented defensive line as the Beavers do, but it's in this, I do think it's better than Arizona state or anyone else. They have played outside of the Florida yeah. game of course. So okay. I do think it's going to be interesting to see how this unit does. And I do think Tavion's going to have a good game. I think the offensive line is going to have a good game as well. I think McKay is going to continue to be effective running the ball. He had the first big play of the third quarter when he broke those two tackles and got Utah first down. And then from there, they put together their best offensive drive of the day. That was the only time they scored. I believe that it wasn't set up by a turnover and not saying it's right. a bad thing that they capitalized on those turnovers, but it was nice to see them get it done because a couple of those other situations, whether it was after a kickoff or a punt, they just weren't able to capitalize on so I I do expect Tavion to have a big day as well and I don't think he'll be the only skill position guy because I'll throw in these two guys as well I said I think Cam's gonna have a big day I think Devon Finally cracks 100 yards. He's been so close now a couple times. So we'll finally see him get over 100. And I think we're going to see Dalton have a big game as well. I could see Dalton going for two touchdowns in this one. I, and I could even see him going over 100 as well. This could be the game where Cam has two receivers go over 100 yards. And I don't know if that's ever happened for him. But I just think when you're dealing with a Bruin secondary, that is not as strong as Oregon State's. I mean, they're not as strong as Oregon State's defense. Let's get that out of the way right? as well. I, I just think, I honestly just think this offense is going to feast in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think when you when you kind of look at you know UCLA's schedule, they're five zero, and they've yes. destroyed their opponents. But it's Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, Colorado, and Washington. Washington, obviously, being uh, you know one of the closer contests, and they only beat South Alabama at the buzzer on a field goal, thirty-two to thirty-one. You know, so I just I think UCLA is a bit of a fraud. You know, I, I do sure. think this is going to be a more closely contested game. Uh, You know, then we've seen over the last four or five years with UCLA, you know, Utah's just had their number. Um, I'm thinking maybe 10 to 14 points in favor of Utah. It's just you look at those, and you can argue that Utah hasn't played necessarily the greatest teams either, but they have completely annihilated those teams. Um, And, you know, they haven't allowed a lot of points either. Um, You know, I think they've outscored their opponents like 184 to 43 since the Florida game. Um, meanwhile, you know, sure, UCLA is putting up points, 45, 45, 32, 45, 40, but they're also allowing 31, 17, 32 in those games. And those, you know, like I said, that South, South Alabama, I've never even heard of that school. They beat them by a single point at the end of the game. So, you know, it's, I really think that, you know, if we're looking at kind of those top three or four teams, you know, Utah, USC, UCLA, Oregon, I think that UCLA is the biggest fraud remaining. You know, Washington was obviously, um, you know, called out this last weekend by UCLA. I think you, you, I think Utah is going to, you know, show UCLA for what they really are. And I just don't think that they're they're uh, necessarily a top fifteen uh, football team, and I don't think that they're in the top three. Um, you know, for uh, the Pac twelve, and so you know. Well, people might say, hey, Utah hasn't necessarily played a super strong schedule outside of Florida. Okay, well, you know, UCLA hasn't really played a strong schedule <laughs> for that. Uh, you know, overall, you know, they played the worst team in the Pac-12 and yep. three joke schools. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I think that Utah's defense is going to, you know, hold UCLA under 30 points. Um, and I, you know, I think Utah's offense is – I think we're going to see maybe a similar uh, performance that we did last week. You know, defense causes a couple turnovers. Utah's offense cashes in. Maybe we're looking at a, you know, 42-30 football game, you know, or a you know, 45-30 football game. That's kind of what I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good range to be in. And, and you, know, I'm just looking at the schedule even right now myself. And the toughest game that either of these two teams have had to play so far is still going to Florida. I know that Florida team is not as good as this Washington team in a vacuum this year, but when you get them at home, later in the season as well. It's just you factor in all those circumstances of the Florida game. First game of the head coach's 10-year season opener, all of that, the heat, the humidity, such a different climate, all of that. It makes it a tougher game to be than hosting Washington at home. And then obviously the Oregon State game is really challenging as well. And even games like Arizona State, obviously better than Colorado, as you mentioned, and San Diego State. I still feel like that's better than anyone else that UCLA played in their non-conference schedule too. So I think you make a really good point about this team. I don't feel like they're, they're not a bad team, and you're, you didn't say that either. They're, but they're not a top 15 team, and I, I do agree with that as well. And I think the Utes are going to show that they're a not top 15 team. Although I would appreciate it if after the Utes do kind of roll over them, they they do kind of look like a really good team still because then that would obviously help the Utes as well. And you talked about Utah's defense. We're going to talk about a couple of guys on that side of the ball that we think are going to break out in just a second. But first, want to tell you guys a little bit more about underdog this episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy the easiest place to spice up the college football seasons guys head over to underdog where you can easily create an account and look at the different pick'em choices for your team each week make sure you guys head over look at it see if you guys think cam rising's in for a big game Tavion thomas is in for a big one is devon veille gonna have an outstanding game as well you guys can head over to underdog it's super easy it's easy, easy to play and available in over 30 states. Just pick between two to five players across any team. So that's right. If you guys think uh, maybe you guys would just want to be like, oh, I think Charbonnet is going to have a good one, even though Utah's going to win. You can go over and include him in your five-person five lot person lineup. So go head over and decide if they will finish higher or lower than their stat total for that's each player individually. One of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Sign up with promo code LOCKED ON, one word, all caps, LOCKED ON, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get a free $100. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store, Google Play Store. CTA repeated. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code LOCKED ON. Once again, one word. So get in on the college p- college football pick 'em action today. So make sure you guys head over to Underdog Fantasy and get in on all that great action. And you know, you can't do we I mentioned you can you can do Charbonnet's numbers as well, and I I do expect this Bruins offense to put up some points a little bit. As we mentioned, this is a Utah defense that has completely shut them out in the past, but I do think this UCLA offense is going to move a little bit. I think this is going to be the most yards that Utah's secondary has given up through the air so far. And I don't think it's a knock on them. I just think this is be the best passing quarterback they've played so far. And that's not even necessarily DTR strength. I just still feel right. like he's going to have a good game versus, I mean, I know Anthony Richardson had an outstanding game versus Utah, but I think he's still only threw for 169 yards. Right. And no, we saw the, no
1: touchdowns either,
0: right? Exactly. Yeah. And we saw the Beavers move the ball a little bit, but like you just see, like some of the mistakes, like RJ Hubert made a great play on that interception. The OSU backup quarterback and whose name is escaping me just off the top of my head right now, he absolutely stared down the receiver the entire way. That's just not a mistake I expect DTR to make. Now, is he? Could he still throw an interception? Yeah, I honestly, I think he will. I think this is too good of a secondary. And look, DTR should know after watching the film wherever Don't number one is number I'm, one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not throwing to that guy because you saw how many times Oregon State made that mistake but I, I do think Charbonnet is going to have an all right game. We saw this Utah run defense. They they gave up a couple yards as well, but in terms of who's going to have a really good game in this one, I really think Mahamud Diabate is. I think Diabate mm-hmm. – Didn't have his he had some really nice plays. He had four tackles for loss in this previous one. But Coach Witt said he just he played okay. He said he made some nice things, did some bad things. I think that his athleticism is really going to pop in this game, and he's going to be flying around the field making some plays as well. I would also love to see him get a couple opportunities to spy, and I think he'd do a really good job. And I think he wants another opportunity to spy a quarterback after what happened in that Florida game, where he was one of the ones, and he was the main guy actually involved in the highlight where Richardson kind of spun in air and avoided too. That was Diabate was the first one there, so I think. He'd be hungry, and I think he would do a good job tracking down DTR as well. So I think Diabate is actually going to lead this team in tackles in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's due for it. You know, I was looking at the uh, you know the top five uh, leading tacklers, and despite missing a few games, Diabate I think is fifth. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you've got uh, you've got Reed up there, Cole Bishop, of course. Um, You know, JT Broughton was actually up there as well, Um, and I think RJ Hubert. So a lot Mm -hmm. of secondary guys, uh, which isn't necessarily great. Um, you don't really want your secondary leading um, in terms of tackles. That means that, you know, uh, they're getting past the first and second, you know, lines of defense, but um, you know, Diapate is definitely, you know, he he's uh, he's in for a big game. Um, he, you know, he, he kind of had this last game to get, get himself, uh, you know, reacquainted with, you know, the, uh, the speed of play, um, you know, uh, Witt said that he, he was a little sluggish, um, that he hadn't quite uh, reacclimated, but I mean, he still had a great game last game and, you know, he definitely is due for a, a much uh, bigger performance for me. I think Cole Bishop is going to have the, uh, his mm-hmm. best game of the season so far. Oh, um, that's, and
0: he's been outstanding too.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think he's going to cause a turnover, uh, whether it's a forced fumble or, or an interception, I mm-hmm. think Cole Bishop is going to have his best game um, of the year. And yeah, he's been absolutely outstanding. You know I mean? He leads the defense in terms of tackles. Um, he's been great. Uh, Krenny Reed is right there with him. Uh, but I think Cole Bishop uh, is the guy this week that has the biggest game for uh Utah's defense and uh, but you know kind of like I did talk about earlier I'm banking on Cole having the biggest game but I think who needs to have the biggest game and where it was going to come down to is that defensive line Uh, you know I saw on Twitter I think it was yesterday someone said you know that uh, the defensive line is overrated and I would disagree with that I would say they're underperforming. Uh, You know, to me, that's that's what's going on here. I don't think that they're overrated at all. I think this is one of the most talented defensive lines Utah's ever had. I just think they're underperforming. Uh, and that that has a lot, of, a lot to do with, you know, they face some pretty decent offensive lines. You know, Florida, really good offensive mm-hmm. line. You know, Oregon State, yeah, really good offensive line. Um, and and you've seen what they've done in the games that they, the teams haven't had good offensive lines. You know, SUU, San Diego State, um, you know, Arizona state, like you can't expect a team to be just killing it every single, every single game, you know, position group, you know? So, but to me, that's the deciding factor here is a defensive line really needs to, you know, clog up holes, clog up gaps, you know, don't let DTR get free, um, you know, have, have that, uh, you know, whatever you got to do to, to, to contain him, you know, that's a guy that likes to scramble. He likes to move to the outsides. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe we see an extra linebacker. Uh, maybe we see that three set and you know, with the Abate, Corrine uh, and Lander just trying to you know, fill in on those edges. But, you know, it's going to be important that the defensive line and obviously, you know, the linebackers there as well uh, have a big game or else, you know, UCLA you know, could pull one on Utah.
0: They could, and this is a UCLA team that could de- that we do think, are they as good as uh, maybe the top 15 team? No, but that doesn't mean they couldn't up- get an upset against Utah teams. And you, the Utes know that. I think they're going to come into this one ready and with that mindset to be aggressive. And, yeah, the defensive line, I think I, I definitely was par- – I overhyped the defensive line this year. I think I just got really excited about the progress we saw from Van and I think Junior as well. And I thought those guys would make a leap and really be – and I still think they are two of the best defensive linemen overall, but yeah. I thought it would be like clear, like, wow, that's one of the best pass rush duos in the country. And I just don't think junior has been able to have that same success um, as he did kind of, but he broke out later in the year as well, last year, I'll say so. And he had a lot of his sacks in kind of singular game. So he could still do some good things later in the season. And then Van's another guy as well, who I, I just think he still figured out a couple of things just because he is so young. I think I expected mm-hmm. those guys to take a bigger jump. And then you talk about guys like Connor O'Toole. I mean, he's playing an entirely different position um, right. game. Agree, is still acclimating a little bit as well. So they've done some nice things, and a uh, Aliki Vaimahi, Samote Peppa, I think those are guys who still do a good job as well. But it's yeah. definitely not a dominant unit, as you said. That has been,
1: I would agree, underperforming. And there's not, there's not a ton of experience. You don't have no. guys that have been out there for three, you know, two or three seasons. You know, you even guys like Van and Junior. You know they haven't played a ton of snaps, and then you, you bring, I don't think
0: Junior <coughs> played in the
1: very first game of last did, yeah, season. I, played, I saw he yeah. didn't start. Yeah, he. Oh gosh, who did he? Who did he? I'm trying to remember who he replaced because yeah, I, I can't remember uh, all the time of it either. Someone went down in that first game, and then he oh. he started. You know, uh, I don't even know if it was. I don't even know if it was the second game. I feel like someone oh. went down, maybe game two or so but anyway he's first is BYU you're right yeah he he didn't start you know the first handful of games last season you know uh van is still fairly young i think he played in 2020 um a little bit but then obviously yes. you know <clears throat> coming into a starting position in 2021 and then yeah you have you know other uh other, you know, young guys that don't have a lot of experience, you know, Connor O'Toole Mm -hmm. and Jonah Ellis and even Mickey Suguturaga. Like these are guys that have not played a ton of reps and they're still doing a pretty dang good job. You know, give this, give this defensive line another season, or maybe if these guys, you know, make it into senior years, that's going to be maybe the best defensive line in the country, but they're still young. You know, I think, I think, you know, Utah fans are just kind of holding them to this, a little bit of an out, you know out ridiculous standard of oh man like these guys are so over they're so overhyped and they're not that good it's like okay maybe they were a tiny bit overhyped I think mm-hmm. they're just I think what we're seeing now is a little bit of inexperience and they're just underperforming so I think at the end of the day they are still very very good and some of the best some of the best at their position I think in the mm-hmm. nation but they need more time.
0: Yeah, and they still made plays when it mattered. Most part, you can't have a strong red zone defense like Utah did last week without those guys winning their one-on-one matchups. And we saw those guys make those plays when it did matter. So it's definitely a group that's capable of stepping up and doing those things. And they have a fun challenge against UCLA because we remember back to that Florida game. I remember Van Fillinger getting his hands on Anthony Richardson and him shaking out of those tackles. And if Van gets his hands on DTR, I expect him to be able to drag him down. But getting his hands on DTR is going to be extremely difficult because of how shifty and tough just to track down he is. So it's going to be fun to see how this one plays out and staying with that Cole as well it's predictions time so what do you how are you feeling about this one
1: I think Utah wins um I really do not give UCLA home field advantage I know I mean sure they, they there might had be, far, there might
0: be more Utes in the crowd we really don't know <laughs>
1: yeah I mean Utah Utah knows how to pack the Rose Bowl they travel UCLA, well. yeah UCLA has not proven to be able to do so um you know, I don't expect as many Utah fans there as we did, you know, on, on January 1st. Um, but yeah, I I just, I don't think home field advantage is really going to be a big thing. Um, UCLA has really struggled to fill that stadium. Sure. They, they filled it last week, but I think they gave away about 65 or 70% of those tickets. Um, you know, so home field advantage is not a thing for me in this one. Um, you know, Utah has, you know, I think Utah has the better offense and the better defense. Um, I think the, the offense might be – it might be a marginal. Um, you know, it, it's tough. But I, get, I think I'm just going to go with what I said earlier. Of, I think it's Utah by two possessions, whether that's 10 or 14 points. Um, and, and I think this one is fairly high scoring. Maybe we see 60, 70 points put up between the two teams. Um, so that's. What, I'm just going to stick with that. I'm going to say we're going to see 60 or 70 points combined. And I think Utah by 10 to 14 points.
0: I like it. And I'm, I'm in the, right in that range as well. I don't think this is a 20 point blowout, but I do think Utah wins by more than 10 points. And look, we talked about UCLA schedule a little already, but Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, Colorado, Washington, all of those teams, except for Alabama State put up more than 10 points. Actually, they put up more than 15 points against this team and this is the best. I think this is the best offense they play, and it's an offense as well that's still hungry that hasn't put together a complete game in many respects. Every game, you can point to something that didn't work or didn't go right for them, so I think they're coming in fired up, motivated, ready to go. Remember, Coach Witt, it's not very hard to get this group of guys motivated anyways, but he'll be like, hey, remember that feeling the last time we were here? Everyone was watching, and what happened? We we still didn't win, and I think these guys are going to come out. They're going to remember that. As I mentioned, Cam will be fired up to outplay DTR once again, especially with so many people from his hometown coming out to watch him perform, and I, I'm I, like, I mentioned kind of earlier on in, on this week sh- in this podcast earlier this week, I'm going to stick with what I said, and I'm going to stay with Utah. I really think this is a group that's going to, it's going to end up somewhere in between. I'm going to go. I'm at 36, 22. I'm going to stick with what I said on yesterday's show. I, I do think the more, just as I said it out loud, I just feel like this is a UCLA team. That's going to be able to score a little bit, but in the end, I, I feel like the Utes are going to be able to come out top in this one. And, and Cole, if Utah comes out top in this one and USC comes up top in this one by Sunday, we would know if Utah is going to host game day. And I, I personally, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, right? Because, they haven't been to a big time Pac-12 showdown in a long time, and yeah. this one, if Tennessee loses, as well as I think there's a, there are not a ton of top ten upset opportunities this week. But hey, you never know. I mean, there's always some surprise ones that get thrown around or thrown in there. I mean, we already saw. Look, I know I actually think they were still top ten there. We already saw Notre Dame lose to Marshall. It's just one of those reminders in college football anything can happen. So. I do think Utah is going to get game day, though. I think they're going to look at, look, Michigan-Penn State's another top 10 matchup. Michigan's going to have some huge games down the line against Michigan State as well as Ohio State, of course. And I'd be shocked if they weren't at the Ohio State game this year. I think that was just such a big-time matchup it could very well be a matchup between top 10 teams as well so, i mean top five teams excuse me and yeah there's a couple other ones that are like kind of intriguing but i really think this big time pac-12 showdown at utah they know the musts and the student section and everything i think utah would show up and make it an outstanding game day atmosphere and yeah. i do think by the time this i'm talking again on monday i think utah will be announced as the host of game day
1: Uh you're a little more confident than i am cool. i just I just feel like Elise. the national. I just feel like the national media just doesn't doesn't care about the Pac-12. You know, oh. I just I'm not I'm not thoroughly convinced that even if you know Utah wins this game and, and UCLA takes care of business this week as well, that that they get game day. Um, I I want it. You know, I you know Utah's had it before, and and they show up every time. You know, that's that's a game that you know. They'll be at, at max capacity before the game kicks. And, you know, especially I think, um, you know, Utah fans don't like USC. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they'll show up. And, and I think it's just going to be a special game anyways, because I believe that that's the game that Utah is going to wear the Ty Jordan aaron Low helmets, um, the hand-painted helmets. I th- and my assumption is it's going to be the blackout game. Um, so should the national media choose this game if Utah and USC, you know, emerge this, this weekend with victories? absolutely do I think that they're going to I would say the odds are not in favor of that but I I hope I'm wrong I just for whatever reason game day does not shine on the Pac-12 and hopefully they do I mean what do you if Utah wins this weekend what do you think they're ranked
0: I think this is what's hard because the other I think I don't think they would jump any of they're the highest one loss team so to me I don't think they move ahead of any of the other teams to me, unless they lose. So I think they stay at 11. That's where it would be nice if a Tennessee could lose to LSU, which Tennessee, I know they're better this year. The, the Tennessee always loses a, one big game a season. They're not Alabama. They're not going undefeated. I think they're going, they play at LSU, who just popped up in the rankings as well. I'm not a big Brian Kelly fan, but he's still a good coach. And that team has a lot of talent as well, led by Jaden Daniels. So I do think they're going to get an upset there. So I actually do think by the time this weekend, this week ends, Utah is a top 10 team. And we know USC is going to be a top 10 team. Or at least I hope they avoid the upset against Washington State because if they lose, then
1: they're definitely not coming to the game. I don't. Is it in Pullman or is it in LA? I believe it's in Pullman. That could. I know. Turn, I mean, I think USC is a little bit of a fraud too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way that they barely defense, beat Oregon State yes. defense. Definitely. Oh yeah, defense is not good. Defense is not. They just they're on off- turnovers. Yeah. Well, and they're fluke
0: turnovers Prince too. It's not yeah, like they're playing outstanding.
1: it's primarily the offense that went out and signed all those Mm -hmm. free agents, excuse me, that went out and, and paid kids in the transfer portal. That's, that's, that's the correct way to describe that. Sorry. The defense didn't really do that and they were not good last year and they're definitely not that great this year. And again, kind of a schedule that hasn't really shown who they really are. You know, Mm -hmm. Utah is going to show who they really are this week. I think Utah, you know, reveals UCLA as a fraud I think next week I don't know that they'll reveal USC as a fraud necessarily but I don't think they're gonna I don't think USC is gonna be as good but and I and to me Washington State's a scary team that's like I think they're the I think they have developed into that dark horse team in the Pac-12 this year you know they they're good you know they they almost pulled up an, an upset against Oregon they should have that. that was ridiculous. That, I that's think
0: off the top of my head, they have the best win of the season. Uh, going to Wisconsin, winning at Camp yeah. Randall is a more impressive win in and of itself than any other pack team does. And way more – it's not – okay. I, actually, I will say way more impressive to me than Washington did because Michigan State the very next week got blown out by Minnesota as well. And Minnesota is a really good team as well, but we're just kind of seeing this Michigan State team isn't right. as good as we thought it was going to be. And Wisconsin's disappointing a little bit as well, but just going on the road into one of the most hostile environments in college football and winning is extremely challenging. So
1: I absolutely yeah. agree with you. Yeah. So and and Pullman Pullman's not an easy place to win mm-hmm. either. You know they they love their football. That's all they've got there. It's just a small it's a small town that loves their football team. And so yeah you know, I USC is not going to have an easy game this week. And when the youths play Washington State at the end of this month, that's a game I've got circled too. i I'm a, I honestly might be more worried about that game than I am with this UCLA game, just because mm-hmm. I think Washington no, State's no, a no. dark horse. That Utah be coming off a bye week. It's a short week. And Pullman is going to be hostile. Plus, Washington State wants revenge on sure. Utah because of what's happened. Um, but, anyways, I I still think the chances are slim. Even if both teams emerge with victories this weekend, I think one team's going to lose.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you do?
1: I do. I just yeah. <laughs> whether it's USC or Utah, I, I think USC has a higher chance of losing. Yeah, I think one. T- I think one of these teams is going to lose, and I don't think I don't think they're going to get it. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope yeah. both teams win and I hope that Utah uh you know, I hope a, a top ten team loses and Utah jumps up to ten and that USC is what are they, six?
0: I think so. Something like that. So six
1: and ten. That's really tough to turn your turn your head, you know, even though I, I don't think college game day likes Pac twelve yeah <laughs> settings. But it is what it is. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong. But I think one team one of these teams loses this week and that blows it.
0: Cole, I, I don't think I've ever said this to one of my guests before, but I also hope you're wrong as well. <laughs> I think I really <laughs> hope that Utah's able to come and get this game day. But it's gonna be interesting to see, and you make a ton of great points as to why they're not. And if you guys are looking to see Cole make a bunch of other great points as well, make sure you follow him at Bagley underscore Cole on Twitter as well as check out Fanation all you'd churning out daily great content every day and ton of fun stuff coming up, preving up previewing this UCLA game. And then no matter what the results are previewing the U- U- USC game as well. So it's going to be a fun one. Appreciate Cole as always for joining us. If you guys are in the market for a second, listen every day, make sure you check out the locked on PAC 12 podcast where host Spencer McLaughlin, other local experts will take you around the conference in under 30 minutes. Lots of fun game previews coming up and what's going to be another exciting slate of Saturday football across the conference of champions. So thank you all for tuning in to locked on Utes this week. And thank you all for subscribing to our YouTube channel as well. That's going to do it for this week, but we'll see you next week on Locked on News.